big danger of regulating the internet is everyone thinks they know it because they all know that particular part of it. That may have been the case in the Web 1.0 world where you know, web is a bit of a familiar bulletin board or, or um, web ring of links. I actually saw some, I saw a, a student I talked very briefly, about 21 years old. It's part of a web ring. I was like, wow, it's back. <laughs> the idea of a web ring, a link string, it's really cool. I was like, I can, I can go back to this. But anyway, but other than that, um, uh, you know, so you've got politicians and they kind of feel that they know the issues on the internet because they see their own certain part of the world and they start regulating on the basis of their own personal experience, which you know, can work for some areas because they're meant to represent people as, as uh, you know, in their constituencies. And of course, the whole point is people come to their MPs with issues and they say, hey, you know, the immigration system or the health system or whatever is treating me badly for this way. And they're meant to get some idea and take it forward. And actually, that's not a terrible system for so much of, of, of what we, um, we do in our societies. But it's a pretty bad system if we think about what people see online because you can't suddenly step into someone else's shoes and live in their life in an online world. Mm-hmm. And you can't live in their digital society very easily because that involves such a big leap um, that, that uh, you know, when we regulate people's social relations, it's not really something we typically ask MPs to do. We don't say step into the social world of your constituents. We sort of say step into some interaction with public services or the state. Um, this is the same issue that hits Musk, surprisingly. Um, not to bring him back, I'm so sorry. But the, um, <laughs> yeah, one thing I noticed that, uh, you know, I sort of had a, you know, a couple of burner Twitter accounts. And at some point, there was some, um, you know, some of these, like maybe it was on FTX, something like that, some of these big spaces. And I thought, I want to dip in and see what's going on in these spaces. But I don't want the terrible embarrassment of having all my followers see that I'm in one of these like crypto spaces. So <laughs> I like, logged into one of these other accounts and like slipped in. And this account has zero followers, zero posts, zero and doesn't follow anyone, zero anything. Soon as you leave this space, like for, for like you know, the following month, you're getting loads of these like bot spam stuff, like types of spam I've never seen on my own account. Mm-hmm. You know, you're really starting to see a different world of Twitter and a world of like targeting people who are involved in these kind of spaces or these kind of communities. And it kind of makes me feel that like what someone like Musk is seeing and what people who he talks to are seeing are a very different kind of world of like bots and spam on Twitter than what everyone else is actually seeing or the average user is seeing and it kind of creates this bit of a disconnect between them saying like let's get rid of all the bots but i just wasn't until actually until musk took over i really wasn't seeing a load of bots and, and stuff like that so i think there's a zone of, of when the internet becomes very fragmented in everyone's experience it becomes very hard to holistically have a view on it so that you can make sensible regulation mm. um and the legal but harmful stuff i think is is then you know is an elastic term but who is really defining this? At the moment, the heavy definitions from the Secretary of State will lead it to be a very, not just political definition, but an MP-centric definition, and consistently so. Mm. And that is just so dangerous as a concept because of the myriad ways that people live online and integrate the internet into their world, their lives, their lovers, everything that they do. Um, and different communities have such different experiences and locations, even in this heavily centralized internet that we live in today. Um, you know, actually, there are bits floating everywhere in tiny communities that are super cool and super interesting. We want to preserve them and hopefully grow with them in the future, I think. Mm. Um, this might work if you had a regulator who really had like a big remit to go and like define this in huge consultation and do like properly expansive work around the ways that we use the internet today, not just individuals do. But that's not really what the online safety bill sees. The online safety bill is, um, on one hand, people think of it as like a regulation for big tech. You know, 
So they're thinking big tech, big issues, the mainstream issues people are facing online. And by people, you mean people like me, and by me, you mean an MP. So, and me using mainstream platforms like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or so on. On one hand, that is what the bill does. But actually, within the bill's scope, it's not just big companies. It's about 25,000 internet companies are estimated by the UK government to be within the scope of the online safety bill. So we're actually talking many, many platforms of which le legislators and regulators will have zero experience mm -hmm. of how they're used and how they're moderated and how they're owned and how they're governed and the kind of problems and challenges that are faced on them. So even if we did accept this elastic definition, which I might add is, is potentially going to be removed by the current government or changed, but mm -hmm. the process is still going on. You know, this is, we're in a fragmented world. How do you make rules for things that are subjective, not illegal, but harmful, when all you're seeing is a tiny winglet, you're looking through like one of those little keyholes, pit potholes in the door, mm. and you're seeing like a very small part of one particular large room in the house. Uh, and you're missing the whole, not just the whole rest of the house, you're missing the whole street neighborhood and possibly the whole city. Mm. So the most, that, that's really interesting. Thank you. That's a very interesting and very and very full answer. And it's certainly a lot to, lot to think about. My, uh, my second question was, because um, reading through this extremely long bill, which I did read a decent proportion of, uh, it's fine, I've got something wrong with my brain. So so I'm capable. So I am capable of. I am capable of doing that. Um, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. It's been a very long year. Um, but one of the things that um, one of the things that I noticed that sort of comes up sort of again and again and again is this um, idea of kind of protecting children, um, mm -hmm. which is obviously something which is very much filtered through in media reports about it, uh, particularly since uh, it it seems to have been. Um, kind of revived as a going concern in the aftermath of the terrible story about that about that the the child who killed herself after after being bullied after being bullied online and um, there was there seemed there seemed to have been something to do with um, some kind of eating disorder forums and that and that and that and that kind of thing things which definitely which definitely existed when um, when when I was young, but just not in quite not in quite the same uh, atmospheric and intrusive ways that they that they that they do now. Uh, obviously, my my uh, uh, my trust in the idea of uh, the present government, or in fact uh, any government of the last twenty years, to actually be concerned about the health and well being of of children is um, it's pretty low. I mean, if they cared about if they cared about the safety and protection of children, then they wouldn't keep cutting children's services and they wouldn't keep cutting uh, sort of ch uh, and basically, basically anything which might make the life of a young person bearable has been deemed to be uh, deemed to be kind of unnecessary and too expensive. So so for so forgive me if uh, if I if I'm a little bit suspicious of any kind of, well, all we need to do is just delete these accounts off Instagram and the kids will be fine. Um, but I'm wondering how it also ties into uh, another thing that I've, that I've seen quite a lot is that there seems to be um, an interest in tying it to the, ex to the existing provisions of the Malicious Communications Act. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about how those two things dovetail. Mm -hmm.